Ladies in PJs, they wear pajamas and they drink tea. Are we live? We are live. And welcome to Ladies Ladies in Pajamas. And you've probably just heard our jingle because we do actually now have a jingle, which I have to credit my very, very good friends incredibly good friend the best friend you could ever have from St Ives Val actually came up with a jingle I didn't ask her to write it she just sent it to me she felt inspired and um, she felt inspired by listening to our well no she hadn't even pilot. she hadn't even listened she hadn't to even it. Heard oh it. my god I just told her what it was about and she just sent me this recording of her <laughs> singing the jingle and I thought it was really good and you thought it was really good yeah, so. yeah it's fun it's absolutely brilliant I'm so pleased because it's just almost it, it takes that process of oh is this right or is this right and someone else to just come up with this we can tell them if they're right or wrong well, it's brilliant <laughs> it's, really it's really good, good. it's really thank you Val thank we love you, it Val. we love it we love it if anybody out there needs a jingle written then she will write one for you I imagine yes so I've just turned up in my, actually in my pyjamas that I've purchased from Marks and Spencers today for this very podcast. And I'm going to wear these for every podcast, I think. Um, I I like my bedtime routine. In fact, Tree's a bit shocked that I've turned up looking like I'm about to go to, to bed. bed. And in fact, I, I am after I go home from this. Because I thought, well, as we're doing it in our pyjamas, I'd go through my whole bedtime routine, just get ready, get comfy. So I've removed my makeup, I've put on my special night oil, I've put my trusty eye mask on, my sleep time bra. <laughs> yes, that, that actually exists. Um, and I've got my cosy socks on. So I'm all ready to do our next our podcast now. Um, in my pajamas, in actually, your... it's a nighty. In I my nighty, it's a lovely nighty. I was shocked by the eye mask. I mean, you haven't really done it justice. It's beautiful. It's not just an eye mask. It is a work of art. It's it isn't it beautiful? Kind of so... like deep red with beautiful. I've got to get closer because it's quite dark in here, isn't it? I'm sure, this isn't socially distancing, Holly. Um, I'm flowers? Are they flowers? <laughs> are they flowers? Oh, what, what are they? They're beautiful. They it's just beautiful are, embroidery. It's, so I got this from the Oxfam shop. I think. Did you? Yes. Goodness. So um, it looks boutiquey. I think I got given two. Another one that was similar. It does. It was the Oxfam shop. Um, it wasn't second hand. It was made by. Uh, okay. It's you know, beautiful. Somebody. Um, it's the most beautiful eye mask just, I've ever lovely? seen. It's lovely. Oh, it's gorgeous. I've got another one similar. Um, I have all different ones. I, I, I just love them. I go to sleep. And I've all, look, I also bought along these. Just my, these are my earplugs. <laughs> slightly less glamorous. <laughs> don't know why I bought, felt the need to bring my earplugs. Just... But I just thought, well, you know, who knows? Ready and prepared. But what I don't normally do at bedtime is eat chocolate. <gasps> and dun, dun, when dun. we were discussing doing our podcast, just to explain to everybody, um, I don't even know why we suggested this oh we we started talking about really good chocolate why did we start i know i know because we were going to bring a treat so we have our tea and we were going to have a treat and to mark the first one yeah we were going to have our special treat with cherry liqueurs yes however we forgot how can you forget something like that i mean it's just honestly it was was probably a particularly fraught week so this time i actually went to the shop that's where i met helen i thought i'm gonna coordinate your friend i hadn't seen a friend for ages and i thought right so i'm trying to see people before i go back to university Mm. so i thought okay i could do a walk to britford Mm-hmm. So I met her at the college car park. We did a walk to Britford, had a tea, and I could pick up the chocolates and come home. So it actually was a really lovely morning collecting these chocolates. Um, Britford Farm Shop. Britford Farm Shop. Britford Farm Shop. Where you told me to get them. To absolutely, get. absolutely. So I, I, I actually, I've been dying to have these. I keep moving them around the kitchen, going nobody, because I shouldn't wonder if the children would like snuffle one open. Ruben would definitely. And obviously they're not children friendly. 
Well, I find them to sleep in the corner. Do they have actual alcohol in yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, if you have um, the Black Forest Ghetto at Robert's shop, it comes, it comes, it's like them. Christmas, it's always like the Oscars, it's like the golden envelope. Oh. And the winner, um, best director and do you is... Know, instead of, <laughs> I didn't lovely. choose different ones, <gasps> I just went for a full six. Oh, right. Well, we could have like one each tonight and then our next podcast. <laughs> I, I have a wedding to go to this Saturday and a wedding to go to the following Saturday. And I was fully planning on being really, really sensible, like not eating too much chocolate. Oh, what this week. did you fit into your dress? Well, I fit into the dress. It's, it's more how comfortable. <laughs> how comfortable it feels. So, do you know, I'm going to be really restrained and have one chocolate tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't Just... planning on having many more. Um... <laughs> But oh. I just thought, mm -mm. I just thought, well, we've got six there. Oh can, my goodness. Is it really good? I yeah. can't drop this on my new, my mm. new one. Um... Oh, make sure you hold it that way because otherwise the liqueur will. Which way? Upside down. Put, put the whole thing in probably. Mm. Is there a cherry? <laughs> Sorry, this is not probably very this good listening. This is not really podcast friendly, is it? No. Because we're now eating chocolate. Um, but it, they're really delicious. <laughs> And I could highly recommend mm. cherry liqueurs from Britford Farm Shop. Now, Robert used to make chocolates where it had a whole cherry in it with a stalk sticking out of it. And you could go and buy them. And you would hold the stalk. I used to I used to buy one every, yes, do you know every few months. Those. Yeah, when the chocolate shop was in Salisbury oh, High Street. Goodness. And when I was a poor student... I couldn't afford it, but every now and again I would go in and I would away. literally buy just one and I would savour it. Oh, oh it, was, it was absolutely, just absolutely delicious. lovely. Absolutely lovely. So thankfully, Holly, we haven't had any trampolining, any cornets. No. Even, even the gorgeous bird that was singing last week has not sung tonight, has it? I don't know if you remember, there was a bird that was singing beautifully and rather loudly. But what we have <laughs> had, but what we have had... <laughs> Is we have had Spidergate. So, oh my goodness. I mean, we are in the wild, technically. I know we have wooden walls, but we are in the wild. And it's, I mean, in my summer house, I well, do you actually I, have I, ivy. I have to say I'm not going to describe where we are it's in the wild. <laughs> well, it's in the, garden. We're in the garden. We're in the garden. I do have ivy growing through it. Oh my through, gosh, yes, I do. You do. I thought that was, I thought it was I a, thought feature. It was it's a feature. feature ivy, that no, plastic it's, ivy. It's real ivy, but mm. I kind of thought it was, no, it it was quite good how it broke through. But I, I looked over my shoulder about 10 minutes ago and there was this big spider it was quite big wasn't it i'm yeah, not exaggerating massive, yeah, okay well. not as massive as the one i'm going to tell you about anyway one thing i didn't know about you holly is you're really brave around spiders so you just calmly remove the spider and then i found another one dangling over my head which you calmly remove that spider too with no fuss i was very impressed <laughs> if only i had had you here last week because i got out of bed last monday morning and uh, I flicked back my duvet. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> flick back, back, oh back my, my duvet. God. And out from under my duvet, by where my feet had been, ran this spider. Okay, now I'm holding my fingers up. Leg span. Okay, bigger than the one that was on the wall. How big is that? That's ten, massive. Ten, that's, cent that's ten centimetres. Let's do metric. Wow. Ten, ten centimetres. Yeah. It was really big. And it was a fat, it was one of the kind of hairy ones. It's September. It's what happens, I know. And it then ran over my sheet and just stood on my pillow, which I thought was rather <laughs> insulting. I was like, you've been by my feet and now you've climbed the mountain where my head rests and you then sit there. So I did go downstairs and I got my husband who he's asked me to call him in incognito for the podcast. So I shall refer to him <laughs> as, as incognito, incognito husband. <laughs> I said to him, you actually need to come now <laughs> and you, you have to come and deal with this beast. I am not terrified of spiders. I used to be. But when I had my children, I didn't want to displace my fear onto them. So they didn't know I was afraid of spiders until about a year ago because I always acted really brave around them. They're, they've held tarantulas. They're, they're totally fine with spiders. They're amazing. So Jason did incognito. <laughs> did come up. <laughs> 
and um, try <laughs> try and rescue the spider from me and me from the spider. But he basically disappeared. I flipped my pillow up and he's under my pillow, and that's even more insulting. So, um, th- but then he ran away, and so I had oh, a couple so of nights. Oh, so now is he still in the house? Jace incognito <laughs> found him <laughs> on the stairs a few days later and removed the spider, who I'd named Brian out to the lavender in the front garden which i didn't think was quite far enough away myself <laughs> it's gonna take him about three jumps to get me back in the house to, yes. again so um i didn't sleep very well for three nights last week as i thought about brian maybe visiting me in the night oh my goodness <laughs> for a little spooning session um just... <laughs> he'd already had his uh, pretty, mu- up pretty much pretty night. much that i, I felt he'd, he'd overstepped his hairy legs quite frankly by doing that so well but can I say the serious side of it was that I realized that in Brian's appearance in my bed (laughs) I'm not so scared of smaller spiders now okay well that's a bonus yeah which I I thought was a bonus so but thank you thank you for your kindness to me with the spiders tonight I really appreciate your well I I have this weird thing that if um if other people, so if other people get scared before I do, so this isn't necessarily about spiders, but it, it could relate to it. I mean, um, then I can be really calm because mm. they're already scared. So mm. I now then have to play the calm role. And the reason I'm calm around spiders is partly, as you just described, trying to be calm around spiders for the children's sake. However, my children are absolutely petrified of them <laughs> because I had one describes who was sounds rather similar to Brian Brian mm-hmm. and he was in the pile of washing I had two toddlers my both my children were stood behind me in the bathroom and Brian or a similar to your, Brian, your Brian, Brian your Brian was um was sitting on the uh um pile of washing Anyway, I, went, I didn't know he was there. I had said to the children, they'd spotted him, and I said to the children, it's fine. Mummy's going to go and get something to get rid of Brian. So off I went, and I got something. I came back, couldn't find him. Okay, he's not there, that's fine. Picked up the washing, and Brian jumped out. Now, he jumped onto Betty's face. No! At which point, I did start screaming. And so... Did Reuben and Betty. <laughs> Holy, oh my goodness, there was a lot of screaming. And since then, they have been terrified of spiders. And so, and Betty in particular, for obvious reasons. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was a disaster. But I still try, I still try very hard to be very calm around spiders. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's my silly story. That is quite a tale. Yes. That's not good. Anyway, wow. well, this week has been... I don't know, what, what's your week been like, Tree? Oh, it's been busy. Busy. Mm. Yeah, I've had all sorts of exciting things. So I'm preparing to... I'm a. am going... I'm back at you. I'm, well, I'm a mature student um, and returning to studying. Tree knows all about this, but I'm about to go into my second year and go back into university itself. So it's not feeling, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little bit anxious about it. So I've been trying to do nice things, exciting things, mm-hmm. getting that all done before it's going to get really, um, ramp up the pressure, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, and this weekend I went to um, uh, South Sea Roller Disco. <laughs> South Sea Roller Disco. It was absolutely oh, brilliant. Never have guessed that. I know. So we came across it by chance, and it was one of those the children going, "Please, please, please, can we, please, can we stay for the roller disco?" And we said it was absolutely brilliant. I didn't roller disco. They did. It was outdoors. Wow. It, every walk of life you could imagine. So, uh, grown loads of grown ups. Yeah. Some really. So my mate, it was like walking into the eighties. There were people there that I don't think they'd aged, but they were clearly in their fifties. Were they but, wearing leg warmers? Were they leg warmers? No, there no? was this guy. Okay. I mean, Mister Eighties, who was who was wearing these Levi's and a 
and a shirt with ripped off um, shoulders and he was very lean, Had was I think he must have been in like films or something or Starlight Express and unbelievable skill on these um, rollerblades and there were 12 year olds there who were doing tricks and jumps and and then there were the obvious people who like my children who didn't know how to skate but there was one chap and this is where I was talking to Tree earlier about laughing you know when you do that real belly laugh and um there was a one chap and I, I probably shouldn't have been laughing but he was clearly absolutely terrified and for some <laughs> reason that really really tickled me and I could not stop laughing and it I was belly like crying with laughter every time he went past us <laughs> <laughs> which was what not once every 20 often. minutes <laughs> not very often so it was about once every 20 minutes for him to do a circuit I don't know how he carried on I think he was so scared he was there with his daughter and he may I don't know I don't know how old he was but I'm, I'm guessing there were three dads and they were all late 40s because actually I do know how old one of them was because their daughter said, oh, you're 47. So he's, let, uh, let's say he was 47, 50, whatever. But this poor chap was absolutely terrified and he could not move one foot. In Well, it, it was it was very funny. <laughs> um, but all sorts of all sorts of things have happened to me. And, what, and I've been thinking because I was thinking about our episode and certainly from a spiritual perspective as well because um I don't know things come into my life in questions and mm. um and I I start to think about them and then I thought wow um this has come up before and I wanted to ask you about it dun, dun, dun. I, the reason being is I don't know enough about Christianity <laughs> to know if this is uh, what what this is all about, and you might not either. So you might okay. say to me, "I have no idea," because it might be a Church of England thing. Okay. Um, and so one of a, a client of mine. Um, do you want to say what you do, Holly? What do you do? Oh, you, I'm you, a reflexologist. Ooh. Yes, I'm a reflexologist. Um, can and... I can I just just tell that really great story about your son when he was four when somebody asked oh, him what you did? Yes. Okay. I, I remember you. I remember you telling me. I've told this story so many times to so many people because it's just so funny. Didn't somebody ask your son what you did for, a living? Does for a living? And he said, "You're a free sexologist." <laughs> you weren't very keen on the free bit, were you? <laughs> so, oh just goodness. to clarify, Holly is not, not a, free a free sexologist. sexologist. Whatever they are, I mean. <laughs> There could be a market there, Holly, for wherever a free sexologist is. But you're actually a reflexologist. I'm a reflexologist, Brilliant. yes. So. And I'm still yet. I offered Tree some reflex. Yeah, we should do a live podcast. Oh, we could. We, should, we could do that. Would it work as a podcast? Would I just be going, ooh? Um, ah. I don't know, but we could do our. We could chat while I'm doing your feet. You and could that, talk that about could, my feet. You could enjoy it. Well, and I could talk about your feet. Um, <laughs> but that's never been done before. No, exactly. <laughs> So I, I'm quite happy to, and you can describe how it feels. Okay. Um, but we'd have to have an interesting conversation at the same time. We but did. I usually do have okay. interesting conversations with my Marvelous. clients. And <laughs> this this could be a spin-off podcast. I well, yes. <laughs> anyway, yes. So yes, so, so so you're basically um, doing so your reflexology. I, I'm doing my reflexology, yeah. and um, I often talk about all sorts with people. Um, and this particular person was talking about um, how life at the moment's not not great. There's all sorts of odd things that really are randomly happening that are kind of like boulders being thrown in front of her. I mean, that's happened to me in life as well. And I've questioned what what's going on here. Where where are these boulders coming from? Because they seem really quite mean boulders and undeserving boulders and um anyway so she's she's going through a rough time and and but odd things are happening um you, you know 
uh, I don't know if I don't want to explain too much in case they yeah. can be identified. Yeah. <laughs> if you see what I mean, yeah. uh, the person can be identified. But some really strange things, like for example, the um, water suddenly going off mm-hmm. and um, uh, um, other inexplicable um, things happening to make her life a bit more difficult mm. than it already is at the moment. Mm. Anyway, she said, I feel that this is very spiritual. She is um, mm. a strong Christian, but she feels that it was a a negative, like an, an evil spirit oh, okay. that ne- perhaps needed to be removed or exercised. Now, she didn't use those words, mm-hmm. but I think that's what she was talking about. And I have not heard a Christian mention uh, one other time this has happened mm. to me when I was again doing somebody's feet mm. and they were asking me about my life and I was describing a person who was in it and they said to me, she needs to be, that's, um, there's a very strange aura about that person and it's um, talked again about evil now mm. I've never really heard Christians talk about evil and mm. I'm, are they talking about the devil? Is it, are they saying there is such a thing as evil? Because I'm never sure if there there is, and it, it's it's it was almost um, both of these people were talking about it almost as though it is is not something that's discussed very often. Mm. And I, uh, but there is a way to overcome it mm. um, through prayer or. Mm. not necessarily exorcism but some kind of cleansing mm. I'm talking about in a spiritual way because yeah. I don't I, I didn't know what they were talking about really mm. um have you come across this yes and so we hadn't rehearsed this we hadn't you hadn't told me what you were going to talk about so this is totally no, I an, didn't no it's good to. this is totally and utterly off the cuff so this isn't this isn't tidy thinking and but it's, it's quite good because I think for me this is very real thinking because this is something I have actually been thinking about over the last little while wow. um, only because I heard somebody um, a chap I've really enjoyed starting to listen to a guy called Brad Jersak he's a he's a Christian guy he's he kind of has journeyed through being part of different kinds of churches like he grew up in a baptist church and then he was he married somebody who was kind of a mennonite which is it's not unusual unusual um but he's been around sort of very lively happy clappy charismatic churches but he's actually and then he ran a church for people in in canada i think he had been largely traumatized a lot of his church members have been sexually abused so it's quite a therapeutic church and he had 12 years and some of the stuff that he engaged with and kind of saw and what people have been through I've got a lot of time for this guy but he's now ended up in the eastern orthodox church and so oh, wow. okay yeah he's, he's he's quite fascinating so I've listened to a lot he's also incredibly loving very a very sound kind of person and he's not afraid to question things mm-hmm. and very, very led by the spirit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> so like I said, this this isn't going to be tidy. I do have experience of this. When I was married, because I was married before when I was very young, I think I said the last week you did, when I was yeah. 18, and we ended up moving away from Salisbury and living about 20 miles north of Manchester. Oh my gosh, um, that's quite a way from. Sydney. Yeah, that is quite a way. Yeah. It was largely because my, my my first husband, well, neither of us really had a job to go to, but there was more potential work for him up there. He was a welder, and to be honest with you, our lives were both just a complete mess, mm-hmm. and we just decided, you know, it's one of those things that you can go for the root of the problem and solve the problem, or you can kind of keep trying to go horizontally to just fix the problem yeah, by changing yeah, yeah, everything around you, you. Yeah. and it doesn't change the problem it just changes your surroundings so yeah. we went for let's move a long way away and we'll be better and of course it wasn't better and interestingly we rented this house um in a little village yes. kind of north of manchester and i didn't notice when i was first in the house a weird atmosphere but after a while 
it became apparent that there was a very odd atmosphere in this house and I was very afraid to be there on my own like weird weird things would kind of happen and you know um we have this kind of the the lounges in the row at the top of the house and it's like a very nice loft conversion and but it had this kind of hatch doorway on one of the walls and it would just kind of mm. come open and it's like do you know what I mean it it shouldn't have done that <laughs> You know, yeah. I was I was trying to find a good reason why that would happen, but actually that that there wasn't one. And I would have really bizarre, horrible, yucky nightmares when I lived yeah. there. And it got to the point where it was just such a horrible atmosphere that I didn't have a job for a couple of months. I just went out and I just walked. I couldn't bear to be there oh on my, goodness, on my own. Really it was strange. yeah, it was such a horrible atmosphere. Just, yes. Yeah. Um, and so I used to just go out and walk and. I can remember we ended up going to a local church. I mean, I was, both of us were just really in a really dysfunctional place on our own together. The whole thing was just very so was dysfunctional. He a I don't know. Well, this. yes. Yes. Oh, wow. But okay. kind of, I think, because I was. Right. And he kind of knew it was important to me that we had like a shared belief. And so, how much of it? Well, I, I'm not sure how much of it was truly authentic, you know, mm. as in some of it was, I'm sure. But um, we ended up getting the church to come around and pray around the place where we were living. And I I don't remember it dramatically improving, if I'm really honest with you. The, the kind of perfect ending would be it all went away and it was fine. <clears throat> we ended up moving back to Salisbury again, which was the best thing that we could have done because we actually had support here. <laughs> Well, rather yes, than yeah. up there we you Sounds know it was it wasn't particularly good but something that a friend and I my friend Sandy and I were talking about this whole evil spirit type mm-hmm. thing and she was saying one of her experiences when her and her husband were in a very dysfunctional place that they had a house which was kind of haunted I suppose and we both began thinking about this and thinking well do we cause a dysfunction because we're dysfunctional? Does it create a completely dysfunctional like energy? It, yeah, like, an energy. like a complete dis, dis, dysfunctional atmosphere because it's kind of interesting that often when you're in a bit of a horrible, yucky place yourself, it's almost like you kind you of create. you either create something. Anyway, I, I want to read something um, that I actually wrote down on my phone because I found it really, really fascinating. So this is something this guy, Brad Jersak, said. And this was something his nine-year-old son came out with. Okay, so he, he's a man. He's actually written a number of, of children's books as well as grown-up books about hearing God's voice, hearing God speaking to us like we were talking last yeah. week. Um, and I'd actually read one of them to my kids before I'd even heard of this guy properly. And he, I heard him on a podcast talking about one day his nine-year-old son was playing with Lego on the floor and he's just a regular nine-year-old. And he looked up and he said to his dad, he said, so I'm basically going to use the word demons because that's what the kids said. He said, you know, evil spirits, evil presence. And his, his son playing with his Lego just came out with this. Demons are created by humans out of the ashes of war, the years of those who are afraid the stuff people want that doesn't belong to them, then they take on a life of their own and turn on you and torment you. And then he went back to playing with his Lego. Oh my goodness, I've actually started to feel like I want to cry. (laughs) Well, that's really I never really heard it framed like that. Anyway, so the guy who Brad was talking to on this podcast said, does your son normally talk like that? He went, no, he's a regular nine-year-old. He doesn't do that. And I said to him, you know, well, I didn't say to him, this is what Brad was saying, you know, where did you hear that? And his son went, Jesus told me. <laughs> and he carried on playing with his Lego. And I thought it was kind of interesting because the Bible is full of stories of Jesus dealing with these demons, evil spirits, negative energy, whatever you want to frame that as, of actually getting rid of it out of people's lives. So my right, take okay. on it, God, God doesn't want it. You know, God doesn't want anything in our so lives that's going to be destructive. So it's so okay. So this isn't the devil. This isn't Eve. Oh, and I want to say that in as if there's a heaven and a hell. Okay. Because um, I don't even know where that sits. Actually, does that is that is that so? So what 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 God is actually saying is that we're creating these demons 
possibly possibly so yeah that we actually kind of create this this negative this energy negative energy and you know i said this so my my neighbor who i was also happened the same week to have a very similar discussion with mm. about her home mm. and also what's going on and i would like her to come in and she's quite happy to come in and yeah. have a chat with us as maybe you know a guest in the future so i won't necessarily elaborate on it yeah, too yeah. much but my li- i listened to her story and my gut feeling was that it's energetic that that, that she's ca- there's an there's a there's a that it's not necessarily the home mm. there is it's a negative energy that's being created that's what came to me after her conversation but I couldn't work out but it was such a similar conversation to the one I'd had with my client Mm. the very same week I was just trying to work out either link the two or, or or understand if this is if this is something that is addressed within Christianity yeah I mean in the past, I know um, people who've gone into people's homes and prayed mm. for if there's like a, a negative atmosphere, or somebody might go in and kind They'd of. They'd have to be discern. someone you really trust. Yeah, because they the this person also said that if they got someone to do it, they really, really would need to trust who that yeah, person was. Absolutely, absolutely. But I th- I think. And I guess where my understanding is possibly growing is that, well, if we're kind of almost partnering with dysfunction, then can you go in and just go kick something spiritual out when it, it's got a place to, to rest, if you see what I mean? It, it's like if you're if you're living in if you're living in a dysfunctional situation i'm just thinking on my feet here do you know what no, I, mean? I haven't no, no. i haven't perfectly formed this but what i do think is that god doesn't want us living around that stuff whether it is an actual spirit you know because let's face it there there is good and evil in the world do you think it's is it's basically um um Sometimes do you think they're signals to show us this is not right, something's not right, you need to check, you know, it's almost like a a sign that something needs to change, yeah, something energetically yeah, yeah. needs to change. Um, I think so, yeah. And And that could even be your thoughts around the situation or it's almost pushing you to make yeah. a change, like pushing you to your limits. To then see, okay, and and change needs to be made. Could that be a guide, or is it something? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think possibly so because I have got another story, and I think this this might link in. You have to tell me at the end of it if it links in or not. Um, I had an experience last no, the Christmas before the pandemic hit so this is what 2019 oh my goodness yeah 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 and um i struggled a lot with fear when i was a kid you know in fact my my youngest son he's really similar so i'm kind of helping him walk on a bit of a journey with this himself but i was afraid of going upstairs on my own i would do it because i also didn't want fear to beat me and i lived on the top floor we had a three-floor house and I was terrified of going upstairs as a kid. I would run That's up that last flight yeah, of stairs, yeah, yeah, close that. the door. Oh, yeah. As soon as I was on my bed, I was safe. Yeah. Now, of, of course, I was always safe, but I felt safe mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I had lots and lots of fear. And um, I had this recurring dream. Now, it didn't recur very often, maybe once every year, once every six months, where I was in this house. This has a good ending, by the way, just in case anybody's listening to this late at night. It has a good ending. Um, <clears throat> I had this dream where I'll be in this house and it was so annoying because it was a house that was my house. But I couldn't live in it because it had this horrible spiritual presence in it. And it would always be on the top floor. And I I couldn't live in this house because it, I didn't want to be in this house with this horrible presence. And it never resolved. And I never saw what this thing was. But I would always kind of run down the stairs and get out. And then 
Christmas of whatever year it was, before the pandemic, um, 19... So you're actually describing what you've just described to me yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah so so i'm which I, was actually a reality yeah, yeah 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 so so i actually had this dream again and in this dream i had and the christmas before the pandemic hit i was in this really lovely expensive big victorian house and i knew in this dream it was my house i'd inherited this house yes. and i was in this house to look around it and enjoy and begin to plan what I was going to do with this house, how I was going to decorate this house. It was like an empty shell. <clears throat> and I ended up on the top floor, the third floor of this house, and this horrible spiritual presence. And I remember thinking in the dream, I don't believe it. I can't live here. This is, this is like a really expensive, lovely, it's my inheritance, this house. I can't live in it because of this horrible spiritual feeling in this house. And um, I had a bunch of children with me. I, I teach guitar for a living and I had some of my pupils. They were all fine. They didn't feel this at all. But I really felt it. And then I went out onto the, the landing. It was a huge house, the third floor. It was probably like the size of most people's houses. You know, it was huge. And um, my little Italian nan was standing on the landing. This is a new feature of the stream. This hasn't happened before. And... Um, she was standing there and there was, and I actually saw what the spiritual thing was. Now, I know it sounds please, sorry, interrupting you. Yeah, yeah please. You do. have an Italian, have I did have an Italian nan. An Italian my mum's side so of the family was, was Italian. Right. It was my Italian oh, nan who was, oh, thank you, darling. Um, yeah, I was very close to my nan. She was amazing. And this actually links in because I did ask God about this. I was like, what is this about? Because I have lots of dreams. <laughs> I have lots of dreams and a number of them mean things. And, um, because I know because other people have said, you've just dreamt about my house. And we've we've had a similar thing with a dream, haven't we? Yes. In the past. But anyway, so I kind of trust my dreams. And anyway, so my little Italian nan is standing there on the landing. And there is this, this, this spirit thing is kind of showing itself as this kind of pot. It's like a kind of cauldron pot hovering in the air. And I thought, oh, no, I've never seen this before. This is scary now. This is like a kind of Portuguese spirit. And I left the house, got out of the house and just was like... Just so cross because this is my house and I can't be here. I woke up from the dream and I thought to myself, Right, hang on, hang on, stop two yeah. seconds. Now, I don't mind spiders, but do we think we've got something cr crawling? Where, what? <laughs> that's more like of the furry variety. Oh, really? Spider? No, furry variety, L larger and furrier. Oh, like a rat? No, was yes. it out? Oh, no, you're kidding me. In the summer house? No, outside. Oh, really? Do we, that's why I was a little distracted. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can have this as like autumn watch. Do we want um, to pause the recording? Well, perhaps we'll pause the recording. Pause the recording. How exciting, everybody! See <laughs> what happens. Okay, so basically, I lay on my bed and I was like, I don't want to be afraid like this anymore and I would I would be afraid I never told my kids this and I never actually even spoke to my husband about this but I would always get him to turn the lights off downstairs and stuff and I would get up to bed before him because I didn't want to be left turning the lights off now I'm a 48 year old woman Holly you know and so yeah, I'm not dogged yeah, with fear yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm actually quite fearless in many regards when it comes to adventurous things but it was just something I kind of squashed down going well that's just the way I am you know I'm, I'm a bit scared but anyway so I woke up after this this dream I think it was a Saturday morning and I just thought do you know what God I need to engage with you on this because I don't want to live with this anymore so this is something I know it sounds really bizarre I'm going to say it anyway my friend Sandy, who I love with all my heart, she once read a book about this nun. It's true, it's not like a novel. It was, a, it, it was how this nun used to encounter God. And both of us have found this really useful. <laughs> and we call it doing the naked nun, right? Because what this nun would do, she would picture herself. She would picture, she, she would lie on her nun's bed and she would picture herself, everything being stripped away, her clothes, her skin, her muscle, everything about her being stripped away. And she would just allow God to like just strip everything of her body away and just engage with God. Anyway, so I just lay on the bed and thought, God, I don't I've never done this naked nun type meditation thing before, but I'm gonna do that. I just want I just want to be completely transparent before you. And I think, you know, I I I, I need to be free from this. So I basically lay on my bed and just open myself up to 
hearing whatever God might say to me. And this is what I felt. I felt God say to me, um, you need to go back to the house. And I was kind of like, I became about six. I was like, me no want to, <laughs> me no want to. Um, but I knew my only option, I had to get back to the house. I had to face this. And so God was kind of like, but I'm coming with you. And so I, I, I could picture us both going back to this house, going back up. So you did this up. through meditation? You, yeah, yeah. I call, you you know, some Christians would call bit. it spending time with God, whatever, you know, meditation. So I was just focusing on, God, where do you want to take me? And I felt God take me back to this house. And I was like, it's okay because I'm with you. So when I talk about God now, I'm going to talk about Jesus, okay, because that's the manifestation of God, you know, like yeah, God okay. is Father, Son, Holy yeah. Spirit. It, it was it was Jesus I saw there. And we stood in the bottom of this house, and my youngest son thinks this is hilarious, but this is what happened. I saw Jesus, like, <clears throat> hold his nose and blow really hard, and he blew himself up into this balloon that filled the entire house with his presence. And, like, his presence is, is joy, is peace. There's no fear, no fear in love. And I felt completely safe. And the whole atmosphere in this house completely changed and it broke. And I was like, I can be in this house now. But I said to him, I said, but why was my Italian nan on the landing? <laughs> because I was like, why? Why was my Italian nan on the landing? And this is where I get so excited about that God really does know us and really care. Because God, part of the reason I feel like God's speaking to me is I, I found out things I didn't know before. And so it's a genuine question. Why my Italian nan? Why my Italian nan? Yes. And I felt God speak to me and said, this fear came into your life when you were six years old on the Isle of Wight on a holiday when your Italian nan was there. And I'm like, I remember, I remember, I now know where this came in. And I can remember being a six-year-old on holiday on the Isle of Wight. And we stayed in the chalet as a family. And my nan was there because she lived with us at the time. And she was saying that she thought there was a poltergeist in the chalet because things were going missing it was just she was getting forgetful and she couldn't remember where she put her slippers and i can remember me saying to my mum my nan what's a poltergeist because <laughs> i never heard of that and my nan said oh it's like this evil spirit that moves things around and that was when that fear came into my life of being afraid of stuff so and so and i was like goodness. i was like thank you thank you god <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for showing me that. And I'll tell you why it was powerful. Because from that moment onwards, I have not been afraid. I've not been afraid. I said to my husband, Mr. Incognito, I said to him, after about a month, I said to him, have you noticed that you were going to bed before me and I'm down here on my own? He said, yeah, I had. And I told him the story and I was like, do you know what? God has set me free from this fear. And he went, that's really amazing. And I was like, yeah, I've not been afraid since, since that occasion. And I had to be somewhere clearing up from a party which had had a, a, a number of weird, weird spiritual instances, which I know I knew about through some something somebody told me. And I knew that I was going to be in that building on my own for a number of hours clearing up something. And I said to him, I said, and I, I could go and do that. I wasn't afraid of being there because... I'm just so full of a sense of peace that I'm just not worried about that anymore. So what what are wow. these things? What are these things? Is it a spirit? Is it something we attract to ourselves? Do you know what? I don't know. But what I do know is... So it's not the devil? Do you know who is the devil? What is the devil? Is the devil us? <clears throat> or not us, but us not listening, not... Yeah. Um, is is it just like a the revert? Um, I want to say because it's horrible to think of us having like an evil side or a yeah, bad yeah. side, but I don't mean that. I mean, is it is it just our reflection showing us the way we should go, or or reminding us to? to... I I would love to be absolute about it, but in all my honesty, I don't know. But I know the when you were describing people that you know who've got this horrible thing going on in the home but it's happened to me too okay i thought our house in spain it was built because the spanish civil war was mm. horrific okay i mean horrific 
and certainly in southern Spain, it was vile. Mm. And no one really talks about it. There are very few books about it, but it was really, really, really nasty. So what, Lots what, of villages what years? Would kill each other. Yeah, what, what years so, was that? Um, now you're asking me. It's Roughly. in the twentieth century. Yeah. Um, I want to say thirties and forties, but it may have been later. It might okay. have even been fifties and sixties. I think. Well, it yes, was... it was Franco. Yes. So hang on. I was talking to my younger son about this. Actually, uh, even later. Week. So we're yeah. talking fifties, sixties, seventies. Because he, what did he go? Seventy nine, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it was horrific, <clears throat> okay. and you know, villages were turning against each other, murdering okay. each other, wow. and loads of unknown graves. Lots of pregnant women being, you know, slaughtered. It was wow. vile, really, really, really. But all basically done by each other. So okay. not even a war in terms yeah. of um, it was. Anyway. Um, uh, the house we lived in in Spain, wow, my goodness. I mean, it was just like a, a, after it was a very, it had a very nice atmosphere. But when we had it renovated, everything started to, hmm. life started to unravel quite considerably okay. for any, everyone surrounding it. Yeah. And it's a very long story for a whole yeah. other, another time. But I was, I I just thought we've moved something, we've changed something that yeah. was isn't meant to be changed. Some somebody's unhappy yeah. about this. Something's happened, and it was. Um, I really felt that it was um, linked to where this house. Mm. However, having your your description about dysfunction and mm. other things. That could well explain it too. Okay, but, so as in... Potentially. Okay. Yeah. But I had always thought mm. it was perhaps on a very... Like some some kind of burial area mm. or that... Because in fact, the whole urbanisation, there was something wasn't quite right. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I was going to say about mm. it. And I really felt there was something wasn't right. I didn't, I used to, you know, I was there a lot on my own with the children mm. um, and all sorts of things happened that weren't pleasant mm. in the years that we were in that house. Mm. Really lots. And I, I thought perhaps it had some kind of curse mm. or there was a reason, mm. but it never had that feeling before, before mm. it was renovated. Interesting. It had the feeling after the renovation. Did the renovation yeah. cause you as a family a lot of stress? It did, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it caused yeah. a lot of stress. Well, it actually started the uh, like a like a Cascade. house of cards. Wow. Yeah. So so yeah, that that's all. And and a few things. And I I also lived in a flat when I first moved to Spain. I lived in a an apartment that was beautiful. It was a duplex. And it was paid for by my the company I was working for. And the um, owners, it was very odd, they were given it as their married couple's home by mm. their family. Mm -hmm. Had bought it for either bought it or gifted it, I don't mm. know. And they were living there. But they decided to move home mm. back to their parents, which is not really unusual in in spain but usually you move out once you're married okay you certainly did then yeah. um but prior to marriage you stayed at your family home mm. until that that point but this couple decided to move back to her parents i think and i rented this apartment from them and lots of very but i didn't get a bad feeling in the apartment myself mm. But I'd have this lady from below kept knocking on the door and saying that I was walking around the house with high heels on and making a lot of noise. And I never wore, I didn't wear high heels. Yeah. And I'd have socks on or bare feet because yeah. it had underfloor heating. And I thought, this, why does she keep... In? And she was very suspicious of me because I was a woman living on my own. Okay. Um, so that was, <laughs> that was a whole other story. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she'd keep knocking on the door and saying, stop with your high heels. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm not using my high heels. And I had a very, very strong uh, energetic experience okay. while I was in bed. And so much so, I thought, actually, I couldn't breathe. Wow. Um, I was some 
presence was standing mm. on top of me and I could not move from the bed and I could barely breathe and I was really trying to scream and in fact I had a lodger by this time and I did I was screaming a lot and he came into the room wow. to see if I was okay yeah. um, and well, that happened. was a very I don't well he I know it wasn't a sexual experience. No, 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 he no. came and slept in, yeah. lay next to me yeah, yeah. because I was in, uh, in yeah. quite a yeah. state. And it happened to me about four times wow. while I was living there. Did and it... I wondered whether they'd moved out because they, there was a spirit. Mm. However, mm. again, it, your explanation is also starting to ring some bells. Yeah. Well, that that's just something that I've heard recently, which was a new thought to me. It really is. It was really, a new now thought I'm going to, to go me. away and really think about yeah, that. Yeah, it was a new thought to me and my friend Sandy, I know she wouldn't mind me sharing this at all. She'd like anything shared that was helpful. She kind of talked about experience that she'd had living in Germany, her and her husband when they were quite young and they were in a very dysfunctional spot in their marriage and they had very weird experiences going on in their house and she thinks oh maybe it was all linked to the dysfunction you know um, and this is going back to energy again so your dysfunctional and dysfunctional yeah. so as people were energetic uh, sorry emitting um negative energy as well we do we are yeah. all and yeah. in fact that's what i also wanted to talk about <laughs> Um, because it, it it follows on from what we're talking about, um, but it might be for another podcast. I listened to another client mm -hmm. shared with me amazing scientist who he's actually developed a wristband for deaf people so they can hear through their skin. Wow, incredible! Yeah. Now I was listening to him talk, and you'd have to listen to the full. Mm -hmm. um, uh, radio it was like a podcast really mm. and he was explaining how he's under, he's now realized that humans not just humans animals as well um have lots of different senses and now mm. i was got me thinking about people like yourself and mm. people who can who can connect with god mm -hmm. relatively easily not mm. easy easy but relatively mm. easily and other people can't or other people don't. Or there was struggle because I think everybody's everybody's capable. Yes, but you've got to find that part yeah. of your brain to be able yeah. to do that. And what he's talking about is that he was explaining that you know there are animals that can see infrared, for example. Mm -hmm. There are other animals that can um, see um, see in the dark yeah. or. But on he thought they had special powers to do this, and when he's what he's discovered is they haven't. Their brain makeup is very, very, very similar, mm. and that actually it's just they developed the powers mm. to do this. It was really, really interesting, and it got me thinking about those people who are able to feel and connect with God um, more easily than others. Or even, mm. does that make sense? Yeah, and yeah. I'm just thinking about what you're saying. Really, it's really interesting. Um, but I think it's for another. I'll I'll share you with you the um, to listen to it. But it, it just it, it all fits in with the same thing. But it's all about energy. That's how mm. he described it happens. It's it's to do with energy and the, also the way we use our brain. Yeah. Because there is, well, this was a few years ago, I read an article about when neuroscientists have done experiments yes, on, on brain, that there's a certain area of the brain which seems to be where spiritual experiences are seated, you know, so um, that when somebody's having what they would term as a spiritual experience, there is one centre of our brains that are being affected at that moment. Um, I'm thinking, well, that's, that's really interesting too, you know, that whether there's a part of our brain that that's, I mean, you know, it's, it, we're, we're kind of then translating the spiritual into the physical, aren't we? Or which part of our physical body and our minds and our brain do yeah, we well, connect? Yeah, well, you might. You, it, it, perhaps. Yeah. But this, this is why I find um, 
what I find about spirituality and Christianity or however that we people co connect that is, is so interesting because mm. a lot of it can be inexplicable yeah. or, you know, people who don't believe in spirituality mm. who are um, perhaps agnostic um, can't explain either yeah. because you can be as denying as you want about yeah. those things happening but they also can't but they do so so um i i think we're, we're all far more connected than we realize as in human beings and i think this energy thing i mean many many christians get very twitchy if you talk about energy Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, do they? I don't know. But this. don't don't okay. worry about that. Sorry, I don't no. know this at all. No, That's no. But don't 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 worry about that because you're I'm, you're learning from you. This is the bits I don't. Yeah. Understand. No. 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 Why? Why do I'm saying some? I think because some Christians would say that's very new agey, as in okay, right. When yes. actually, I think there's a lot of science coming out which. I think it can it can help explain what some of these things mean and the whole energy thing because I mean we are energetic beings you know yes, <laughs> I mean yes, anybody yes. who's 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 done any level of science will will go that is that is com completely true um oh, where was I going with that well you were saying go on help me <laughs> no you were talking about some Christians are a little bit jumpy get a bit worried when you start talking but what's the worry that. what's the concern I don't, I don't know because it's never really worried me because maybe i've got a sciencey background so it doesn't seem a bit <laughs> freaky to me it just seems like well we are but, but I, I think it's connected i think this could be oh, the yeah, answer yeah. this yes. is this yeah, is the yeah. answer to wow i don't think it's like either un that, that's what I was going to say to you. So this is sort of related. I remember listening to this radio programme on Radio 4 years ago. This was when I was doing my white van driving job, yeah, yeah. which I talked about it last yeah. week, didn't I? And um, I listened to lots of Radio 4 because there's only so much Radio 1 you can listen to when you're in your early 20s. I couldn't listen to it every day. You listened to lots of Radio 4, did you say? I did, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. And um, there was a programme and, oh... Is it morphic resonance? I want to call it morphic resonance, but I might have the term wrong. Where coincidences happen, like that this this whole program oh, was about was about coincidences. So there is this girl who's hiking in the Lake District, miles away from our home, someplace other in the country. This is back when we have phone boxes. Okay, she walks past a phone box. The phone rings in the phone box. She thinks. I'll answer it. It's going to be a wrong number. She answers it, and it is a wrong number, but it's her long-lost school friend. Oh, my God. On the phone, who'd rung this wrong number, and they reconnected really randomly. And this whole Radio 4 programme was all about these crazy so coincidences. I want to call it morphic resonance, where you where we're we're kind of connected now i've i've had this that... happens all the time and i was telling helen about this yeah well if i think about someone yeah hearing that rustling again aren't we might be a hedgehog should we believe it's a hedgehog well, it's a hedgehog and now we're happy, happy with that <laughs> um <laughs> so there's a rat and it runs in there's a rat scream <laughs> we are being on the i'm not afraid of rodents why am i even pretending i'm, I'm not afraid? necessarily I'm afraid, afraid. I'm, not sure I'm afraid i'm not sure i'm afraid i'm just not sure how i feel about about not knowing what the rustling is. An unknown is about. creature. The unknown rustling. The unknown rustling. Um, <laughs> so, so you've got to stay oh, focused now, Holly. I've got to stay focused, sorry, <laughs> it's the rustling. Um, uh, yes, so I was just I was explaining to my friend, because when we were we were talking about this um um these type of experiences, and she was saying she has deja vu all the time. Oh. And that's a different thing. And mm. I said, I have, and I didn't know what to describe it as, odd coincidences. And, yeah. uh, but you said morphic. I'm just going to look up morphic resonance. Karen's morphic resonance. And up. so what happens to me is I can think someone will pop into my brain that maybe I haven't seen in years, heard from, seen, do-do-do, and I can absolutely guarantee that within a two-week time frame yep. i will see them 
doesn't matter if it's someone that has moved away to Timbuktu. I will see them. I will either see them or I will. Con- they will connect with me. Interesting. So, yeah. so that could be via email. Yeah. It could be. And this happens to me loads. And I, somebody will pop into my mm. brain and I'll think, oh, I wonder what happened to that person. Yeah. And the next minute, they're in my life. Briefly, wow. they're not in my life as in, you know, we're back best buddies. Yeah. But I will either physically bump into them or I'll have a connection with them. It's very odd. And it happens to me a lot. That's so interesting because it happens to me a lot too. Does it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And in in fact, sometimes, and this has particularly happened to me in the last two years um, since I've kind of felt a lot more connected to God actually, that I will begin thinking about a friend and thinking, oh, I wonder how the person is. And then I'll look down at my phone and I may have just got a message from them, you know, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I was thinking about them because they were thinking about me. Like, yeah, and that, that's happened to me. That's happened to me a lot. It happened to me. I've got lots of stories, but I remember I was driving away from Porton Garden Centre one day last year, and I suddenly thought, I really want to speak to my friend Kim. I just suddenly was like, oh, I just really love to have a chat with Kim. And I thought, I bet she's really busy right now. I won't bother her by ringing her. And then, literally 10 seconds later, she rings me unbelievable and I was like I was just thinking I really wanted to chat to you and 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 that's happened to me quite a lot I think it's happened to you and I as well it's certainly happened where you'll have checked in with me or I've checked in with you if we haven't been able to have our meetups and chats yeah yeah yeah. but you see I, I think this is a really good thing okay we've talked quite a long time haven't we Why don't we, why don't we bring this into lands now, Holly? I think we need to bring this into land because we're actually starting to, to go into territory. We, In fact, this is what happens. This, this could is be... why we've decided to record them because we could go on for hours and hours and hours. And I think our, our discussions that weren't on podcast used to actually go on until maybe 10 exactly you used to set yourself a timer so I, an alarm that would go off alarm that yeah. would go off so that it would stop our conversations and i think you're right this is a very good moment but i have to say i think it could continue because i'm going to think should, about this yeah, and anybody listening as well i would be really good to hear their yeah. stories Absolutely. or even their thoughts on what we're talking about yeah because um I'm really intrigued. I want to yeah. explore this more. I yeah. want to explore um, the whole idea of evil, and if mm. there is one, mm. if there is such a thing, that can be our next one. What is 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 there evil, and what is it? Right. Okay. And would, we'd also love to hear <laughs> from other people and see what they might where, have to say. We're about absolutely it. going going in there, aren't we? Yes. We're there, we're I mean, there, why not? There, I love like, it because this is what we say. This is it's what, indulgent conversation. It is indulgent. Why not be indulgent? Yeah. You know, we're not here. It, it that that's it. We can explore anything without um, fear of um, judgment or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's literally good. just going right. So putting our thoughts out there, putting them out there. Well, Holly, it's always a joy to have indulgent conversation and chocolate and really, really oh, good know, herbal I'm tea. Now, so I think, uh, well, you're ready for bed? I, I'm all ready for bed. I think um, I think next time I'm going to talk about my bedtime routine, which is a lot shorter than yours, so it'll probably take about 13 seconds. Um, but that can be for next time. We haven't heard about Lucy's ears. Lucy's ears, I will explain. It isn't as exciting. She didn't have a terrible fight and they weren't bitten off by um, rabid dogs. Um, she lived in Spain, so she... Oh, well, uh, the story behind Lucy is quite a long <laughs> story, in fact. I need to give some background to this, but... Um, Lucy arrived in my life um, when I was particularly lonely. She landed two kittens on my doorstep and I came home from work in Spain and they were up two flights of, well, two floors and um, she was there. So I kind of let her come in, bring them in. I fed them, gave her a home, found them a home once they'd grown up and... um, Lucy stayed with me 
and she was like this very special special oh my goodness she means a lot to me anyway because she was a cat in Spain and she had white ears she got cancer and she got cancer twice so she first had the tips of her ears taken off and then when we brought her back to the UK she got cancer again and she I couldn't afford to have the operation done again I took her to a lovely vets that I used to work for and they said well you're going to have to have her put to sleep or one of our vets would like to practice and if you pay for the anaesthetic we will um, we'll see see if we can take her ears off right right to the mm. well to the bone really to her skull and so I oh well I, we had nothing to lose she was either going to be put to sleep or we'll have a go at that and um, the operation was success success they took her ears off and that was eight years ago now wow she's so cute Emma and she's yeah she is very elderly in fact she has what I think is dementia which is a living with a cat with dementia is quite tricky <laughs> that's another story that's another story that's another story it's... I will share a picture yeah. of her as well like <clears throat> um when we have some social media I will share a picture of that would be her ears that would be amazing that would be amazing well Holly I hope you sleep well Thank you for this Thank indulgent you. conversation. You have been you with too. the ladies in pyjamas. Good night. Good night. <laughs>